This is Chanted, a podcast where we offer vulnerable and insightful commentary on navigating life in your 20s, relying on real, raw, and extra AF stories all 20-somethings can relate to. I'm Niall. And I'm Brittany, and life in your 20s never goes as planned, and we have a few stories to prove it. Our podcast will reveal the not-so-picture-perfect aspects of life in your 20s and give you the kick in the ass you need to take a chance on life. Thank you for tuning in. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Chance It. I'm Brittany and Niall is virtually with me and we're here today to talk about should you take a chance on your beauty routine? Yay, we are so excited to be like diving into this like whole beauty world topic. I mean, like it's so much to unpack, right? Yeah, so Niall and I were talking like obviously offline about just how our like beauty routine has evolved just over the past couple of years. And we thought it'd be a great topic to talk about like how once you get into your 20s um, and we're heading towards what, 25 soon-ish? Um, just how as the older you get, the more you need to focus on what kind of beauty products you get. Right, um, because I think the routine kind of shifts a little bit. Yeah, like you kind of need to take better care of your skin. Uh, People start talking about wrinkles and things like that. So we thought it'd be a great topic today to talk about um, taking a chance on your beauty routine and trying different products, um, discovering what's best for your skin, that sort of thing. Yeah, so like we, I know for me, like the high school and college routine is so like, just kind of up there, like whatever you can grab your hands on. I mean, I guess like, actually, I kind of take that back because when I was in high school, I struggled with acting like a lot. Like I broke out all over my face and my senior year of high school, I actually got on Accutane and I'm just going to give a brief little summary about Accutane. So Accutane is like this pill that you take um, that basically shrinks the size of your pores so that you don't break out as much because you like, you know, oil and dirt and stuff don't accumulate in the pores because they're smaller. So basically how they shrink your pores a little bit on your face is a drying out process overall. And um, with that, you take a pill once a day and I didn't have, like I had bad acne, but I didn't have like a severe case. So they only allowed me to um, stay on it for like, I think three or four months and mine cleared up in that um, range. Cause I know some people that, still have to take it every day or some people Mm -hmm. stay on it for like a year like you know so I was able to clear mine up in six months which was super cool um and I also it dried out like my um what do you call it it dried out my lips yeah my smile lines and my lips because your face is so dry you guys so you just crack all around your lips and I did it my senior year high school Mm-hmm. And I was still on it up until like I think I got to LSU. So I know I remember like that summer I was like so nervous about having to come to college and like my face was dried out and I was like cracking around my lips, you know, because you know going into college you like have a like idea in your head about like what you're gonna look like and you're just like super aware of like your what you look like going into college like your body yeah. image, your skin, like your makeup, everything's just super like at the like forefront of your, like your attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so you so, brought that beauty concern, like the acne, to your dermatologist, and they're the ones that put you on to the Accutane. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So she put me onto the Accutane, and another thing about the Accutane was I had to get a pregnancy, a blood pregnancy test done every single 
month to get the new mm. prescription because that's how strong the Accutane is. So that's just a little side note. Okay. Yeah, I think it's super important for us to say, like, we definitely, definitely recommend going to your dermatologist well, at least once a year, um, just for like any concerns that you have just over time, like acne, I say like even moles, like skin cancer, yes. it's like a little bit of like, everything. Um, we definitely recommend just going to your derma, going to a dermatologist if your insurance covers it, um, at least once a year, just to make sure that you're taking absolute best care of your skin. Yeah, but you know what? We should tell our personal story about like some of our dermatology's issues, kind of. Meaning like how um I know that for a fact, like I I have eczema. Like I had eczema as a child and it flared back mm-hmm. up. And so now I'm like I go to the dermatologist pretty often because of the eczema and having to get cream and like sh- make sure that it's not getting worse. Um yeah. And then I got recently diagnosed with something else that makes my skin dry up even more. Mm-hmm. So I'm like super conscious about the type of soaps and lotions I put on my body because of all the skin conditions I have. Yeah, for sure. So I guess if I'm going to hit on that. Um, so I, like most people, struggle with ingrown hairs. Um, so I actually brought it to my dermatologist's attention. I was shaving um and talking specifically like in the bikini area shaving and then I went to waxing I even tried sugaring which I hated sugaring I just was like not happy so I brought it to my dermatologist's attention and she recommended laser hair removal and actually through my doctor's office they have a partnership with laser hair removal that specifically focuses on like my skin type um which obviously as a black woman the laser that you will get will be a little bit different than just like the generic kind because um laser hair removal can darken your skin tone um I know it took ages for them to kind of come up with the type of laser that could work on darker skin tones and melanin so I was actually recommended through my dermatologist to just go ahead and start. And so I went through two sessions. I was on a roll before quarantine happened. Obviously, I am off track. You're supposed to go every month um, up until you have no hair left, like right. all. Um, so the first two months, I like I went one session, then I did the next month and did another session and y'all. Like, well, yeah, I was just gonna say, please tell us how even though you haven't received the full treatments yet just tell us how even the two to three sessions that you did have impacted your hair growth yes so the first session I had I was like so literally the session was only 10 minutes and it was like all my bikini area so it was literally 10 to 15 minutes it feels like a rubber band like snapping against your skin but I have like a I would say a high pain tolerance so it really would it wasn't that bad. Like compared to like waxing, I would say if you can do waxing, you can do laser. You have to sit there for 15 minutes and like they're just going to do it. It's the smell of the machine that like really is what heightens it because it's like it's like a burning s- smell of your hair. So that is what like was the worst part in my opinion. After the first session, I ha- like literally I went like two weeks, like no hair growth. And then it started to grow back a little bit, um, like very minimal though. And it was like very thin hair. And then I went back for my next session, which you have to shave. You cannot wax or tweeze at all when you're doing laser. So I had to shave again. And then I went back to my second session and like, y'all, like barely any hair was growing back. Like I was on a roll, but because of quarantine, eventually I had to start like shaving more regularly. I would say the hair is growing back like a, it's thinner than before, but it's still growing back pretty fast again. Um, It's been what? It's been 
what four months how long have we been in quarantine yeah, today yeah it's july right now so yeah it's been about four months since you yeah so last. four months without um a session it, it's kind of disappointing because it's like you're supposed to do it pretty regularly and you so been done by now. yeah i would have been done by now and i probably would have been like living like hair free whatever Your best but, summer. <laughs> yeah like i'm hair so free summer. But I will be resuming. Um, I have an appointment at the end of July. And like I said, I highly recommend if you're considering it, go through your dermatologist first um, and ask just if, especially if you are um, a black woman or a black man, because uh, our skin is different than obviously white people. So you can't just go show up to a spa and like pay for that. You need to make sure that they have the right machines that will work for your skin so that you're not experiencing like darkening of your skin. Um, it's not actually burning your skin, but just the hair, um, that sort of thing. But yeah, so that's what my experience has been. And I wouldn't have even considered it really if it wasn't for my dermatologist. Yeah. I, like, I'm so excited to get my laser hair removal. Um, I finally like did a consultation at a place that I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that they did recommend, they were like, if you're going to start this, like if it's, you know, as best as possible to continue with the schedule, like don't take months off. Mm -hmm. So they're like, basically like, you know, get all your coins together because don't like start a session and, you know, do you do two or three and then unable to do the other ones. But obviously I know in Brittany's situation, it was, you Mm -hmm. know, quarantine yeah situation was a little bit out of our control you guys Mm -hmm. so obviously but yeah I know that's what they recommend so we're Mm going to shift a little bit into how like our kind of beauty routine evolved to be more like focused on our concerns and um how it caters to us as individuals Mm -hmm. because I know for a fact that um in terms of like our skincare routine Mine has drastically changed since I've graduated college. Um, I, I, it's so wild to think when I was in college, in the Louisiana heat, I wasn't wearing sunscreen. Like game days, all that I was not wearing sunscreen. Like it, yeah, that's just wild to me. Like mm-hmm. that we yeah. were really that exposed to the sun, and I wasn't wearing sunscreen. But um, one of the things I've definitely incorporated now into my routine is sunscreen. It's so important, and I know it's like such a big stigma around like black women wearing sunscreen you know sometimes it gives you that like white do like that white kind of like, like film yeah that white like film across your face nobody wants that that's not cute or that black people don't need sunscreen yes like i don't know where the notion is that black people don't get like we don't need sunscreen but we do and we especially need it on our face um so yeah so i've definitely like that's one of my like big takeaways that how my skin routine has evolved and I also now won't like I do it it doesn't matter if it's cloudy like I'm in Detroit you guys so the sun isn't out for like a couple months of the year because it's just like snow and stuff but even when it's cold and stuff I still wear my sunscreen now I'm wearing it every day I do not miss a day of sunscreen um, so what way, what's some things that you've changed since college about your routine? Yeah, I feel like I've definitely, I mean, one, I can afford it, but two, I'm just take better care of my skin overall. So I definitely purchase higher quality products. I wouldn't say I even had a routine 
a, like a beauty routine in college. Like I had like the same products that I would use daily, but as far as like being intentional when I was like purchasing like makeup products, um, hair care, that sort of thing, I've definitely become more intentional with that. So some of my concerns is like moisture. Um, I have like very dark under eye circles and like things like that. Um, and then just purchasing like higher quality stuff. I'm not going to the drugstore. Yeah. Um, and then just doing research before actually showing up. And like, I like not even just like watching YouTube videos, but like actually reading ingredients and looking at people with comparable skin to me, like what they use. Um, that's like kind of how my beauty routine has like evolved over time. Yeah. Um, the eye cream is definitely something I do. And me and Brittany were actually just talking about how we switch our moisturizers off whether it's the winter or the summer to get like mm-hmm. more of a lightweight one. Um, and we were just kind of like sharing some of their favorites. So like, I know one of my favorite light um, moisturizers or lightweight moisturizers is Kiehl's. It's like one of my favorites. Um, and then I love um, the sunscreen I use because it kind of, also is a great primer for my face too because it like mattifies the face a little bit. Um, so I, I those one some like in the summer I guess I it's easy for me to just do the sunscreen, do my moisturizer, and my skin looks great, and I don't have to wear any makeup. And that's like my favorite little like summer jam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say another thing that uh, we talk we've talked about before is like maintaining hair care uh, when you're living like an active or like fit lifestyle. So like that's something that I know a lot of people, like a lot of Black women um, and Black men, like struggle with because it's like you want to work out, but like you're sweating and you like if you have like a silk press or you just have like a fresh like hairstyle, uh, not wanting to sweat that out. Um, and I think that's been that's like a big deterrent for a lot of people to start working out regularly. And like, we know, you need to be healthy. You need to be working out, exercising at least a couple of days out of the week. Um, so something that Niall and I both use is dry shampoo. And there are dry shampoos yeah. that are clean and natural. Uh, so what kind of like dry shampoo do you use? It's honestly a lifesaver. Um, my favorite dry shampoo I use is Baptiste. Um I just, like, pick it up sometimes. They have it always at, like, Marshalls and TJ Maxx, so I, like, always pick it up when I'm there. Um, And I also like the Tresemme um, dry shampoo as well. I'm not too particular about my dry shampoo. Um, As long as, like, I found, though, that the best technique is just, like, how far you're holding it away from your head. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember when I first started using it, like, the the white stuff would get in my hair, and I would have to, like, brush it or comb it out. Yeah. But now, like, that I know how to properly apply it to my hair – um, like I'm like a pro at the dry shampoo. Yeah, no, Cantu um, has a um apple cider vinegar one as well, which is really good. Ooh, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I haven't really tried it. Um, like I said, since I live someplace that's cold most of the time, I really haven't had that big of a need for it. But when I was in New York and obviously Louisiana and Georgia, like I swear by dry shampoo because yeah. your hair gets oily, you're sweating, that sort of thing. Um. But like, yeah. I guess how you were saying, like, you know, it's hard trying to determine like what type of hairstyle you want for the season and that sort of thing. Right now I have braids in for the first beginning of the summer and I was obsessed with them just because I was playing tennis. I was active and I just didn't have to worry about like my hair care that much. Besides, obviously, mm-hmm. like I would oil my scalp, but it was just such a like easy on the go, like little hairstyle. So I love braids for the summer. I'm thinking about getting them again. I think I want a little color to them that like they want to get a little like 
blonde or brown situation. Yeah. <laughs> Just to spice it up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think, you know, when you have different events going on, you want a certain hairstyle. So just like maintaining something that works for you, I think has been a big thing I've learned. And I know Brittany can touch on this. Like we talk about it all the time and be like, it'll be influencers or YouTube people that talk about, well, this is what you should be doing with your hair and X, Y, Z and da, 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 da. But like, honestly, everyone has something that works best for them in their hair and their hair type. So do you want to touch on that? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, um, I flat iron my own hair um, pretty often. I wouldn't say like every week, but whenever I feel like it, I I will do it myself um, or I will get my hair done. So I really like I wear my own natural hair often too, but I really do like having my hair straightened. So when I am working out and sweating and stuff and my hair is straightened, what I would do is use a dry shampoo. Um, You can blow dry your hair on the cool setting uh, right where you were sweating, like immediately after working out and then using like an argan oil mist or like just re-moisturizing your hair after. But yeah, I definitely, I know a lot of women struggle with like working out because of that. And I like, I know it's something like an extra step that we have to take, but I just think it's so worth it just to make sure you're still working out and then doing whatever hairstyle you want that makes you feel good. So I follow like some brands that um, are like, there's this one um, Instagram like brand called run girl co, um, R U N G R L co. And it's like focuses on black women. And they like talk about all the time. Like it's literally black girls who run long distance and like talk about like how to maintain your hair. And I would say even men too, like, you know, the moisture, like you lose a lot of moisture when you're like out in the sun and stuff and like sweating. So, I mean, I think, it's just an extra step that we have to take, but I think it's so worth it. And, you know, I don't feel like you can't do whatever kind of hairstyle you want just because you have to work out. Like you might just have to take additional like self-care, but I think it's worth it. You know, yeah, like, I agree. I agree. We, yeah. Like Nile and I, um, so we're going to talk a little bit more about just being intentional so that you like doing, be intentional with your beauty routine so that you feel your best self. And like, at the end of the day, we do like other things that are like additional, like now always gets like her lash extensions, things like that, just because it makes us feel good. And at the end of the day, that's like what beauty should be all it's about. about. Yeah, yeah. It's all about what works for you. What makes you feel good? Not comparing yourself to others. Um, I know that one of the things I personally struggle with is like my own like hair journey. Like, I I get my hair done like every two weeks um, religiously. Like I love going to salon. That's like how I like to do my hair. But then it's some people that prefer to do their own hair. Like I know Brittany, like <laughs> you, you'll always be like, oh, like I, I shampoo my hair so much better myself. Like she didn't even really shampoo my hair good. And I'm like, what? Like for me, I can't shampoo my hair that well. Like I love a good, like someone in my head, like really, you know, shampooing it and like, I can't do it, but like Brittany loves shampooing her own hair. So that's just like a little like something, you know, that like we talk about all the time where I'm just like, it, it just like blows my mind that she rather like shampoo your hair than having someone you lay in a chair and have someone like literally massage your scalp. But anyway, so it's just little <laughs> things like that where, um, and I know some of my other girlfriends, like we always have different like hair issues and um, struggles. But I think one of the things that I love about you know, like having community of friends is being able to share little tips and share little um, hair tips and products that you use and just being able to like collaborate, I think is like a good thing too, because it's so many products out there, so many techniques and, you know, your friends are kind of like your own little like 
guinea pigs on these different products, you Wait, know, like you I, give us some insight about what kind of products and things you got to try when you were working in New York. Oh, I yes. know you got some like first dibs on some new like beauty products before it like hit the market. Right. Yeah. So whew, you guys, that was definitely one of the highlights of that job. Like I absolutely loved it. I, would get so much free product that I would send my friends goodie bags full of makeup and skincare stuff. Like that's how much stuff I had. So like every day, like every week I would come on with all of these makeup, hair, you name it. Um, and so I use, um, I would like, you know, be like, Oh, I think Brittany would like this. Let me pick this up for her type of thing. Um, but some of the products that I learned about there was I got Sunday Riley's um, face serum, which is absolutely phenomenal. Um, I also got to try a lot of black owned beauty brands. So Bolden um, is a black owned beauty brand and they have some great moisturizers that have SPF in them. Um, What else did I try? Urban Skin RX, which is a black owned beauty brand. Well, it's not black owned, excuse me. She's a woman of color, but um, it's a minority uh, beauty brand and she um has these like kind of skin bar soaps um that I absolutely liked and then um what else did I try out there um makeup like a lot of makeup so like I got the first hand try of like Anastasia's um Anastasia Beverly Hills foundation um I'm like trying to think honestly a highlight really was we had a lot of black owned beauty brands send us PR packages and I love being able to try more black owned beauty brands. So I think that was definitely something that I really liked about that. Yeah, no, I think that's great. Um, being able to like try different products and stuff. So I feel like beauty routines in itself is like a trial and error until you really like get it right. And I feel like you mm-hmm. have to do something like two to three times before you're like, okay, this works for me. Or, okay. No, it doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, there's so much pressure with, like, other people doing, like, their beat, their face, and, like, all these girls' makeup look yeah. so, like, glamorous. And it's, like, here I am, like, doing, like, a natural beat at best, like, looking the bare minimum, but, like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, speaking of beats, I know for sure. And shout out to shout out to my friend Gianni. She taught me a lot about, like, makeup and how to put it on and that sort of thing. Like, when I got into college, y'all, my makeup was looking a hot mess. And now I think I do my makeup fairly well. And I think it's just because I had, like, Gianni would, like, tell me, like, how to do it. And, like, she does really good makeup. So shout out to her. But I, I think that brings me to how, like, my, what is my makeup routine? Like, what does that look like for me? Um, so I start off, obviously, with a primer. Doesn't everyone start off with a primer? I mean, that's kind of like a duh thing. Start off with a primer. One of the things that I did learn is with the translucent powder, I deal with a lot of oily, like I have, I have oily skin and um, especially when it's hot and like I used to live in a lot of like hot weather states. So I would um, put translucent powder on my face before I put my foundation to just kind of set it in and it kind of mattifies my face a little bit more. And I deal with a lot of small lines and um so that helps with that. And then I just do a foundation. I like to switch all my foundations. I mix them. Some days I'm feeling this one. Some days I'm feeling that one. So I probably like use about three to four um, foundations. And then I have my favorite concealer of all time, which is NARS. Um, 
And then I just do a blush, a highlighter, my brow pencil. I use this Benefit Best Brow Pencil on this planet. And, um, yeah, everything else I'm not really too particular about in terms of, like, the brands and stuff. The one thing that I do think every woman should have is a high-end concealer and a high-end foundation. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, like I said, mine is, like, super natural. I don't know if it's because I just can't nail down, like, glam or I just am too lazy to. But, so, my foundation is Lancome. Um, or Mac, which I know a lot of women can't find their shades in Lancome. Um, I think they've extended like over the past couple of years, but Lancome, um, tint idol. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but that's what I use. Um, and then Tarte, um, concealer and, but when I'm going to work and wearing makeup every day and have like 10 minutes to do it, I will, I shamelessly use drugstore <laughs> foundation. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I mixed my drugstore foundation. So I, the only reason I had drugstore foundation was because I got it at work and they had all this Maybelline. I think I sent you some, right? Yeah. Wait. I think Yeah, I, yeah, I had a re- bad reaction. Remember? To so the Maybelline? Yeah. Maybelline? No, no, not Maybelline, the other one, L'Oreal. Oh, L'Oreal. Okay. I don't my use L'Oreal. I got in hives, guys. Oh, wow. Okay. So I guess be careful about L'Oreal. But the Maybelline full coverage one is my favorite drugstore foundation. And I like to mix that one with my Fenty. Um, my other all-time favorite foundation of all time. This is like 10 stars for me is Giorgio Armani um, foundation. And then I have the Anastasia Beverly Hills foundation, which is actually pretty good. But yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your... Um, no, no. Like that, that I literally do the bare minimum. I'm actually looking up right now to make sure I had said the right ones. Um Okay, no, it was so L'Oreal is the one that I use for work. Maybelline is the one that gave me a rash. Mm, okay. So I mean, that's like what we're talking about. Is like it's a trial and error process. So like, what works for other people might not work for you. Um, yeah, and I was like, like in the day and age of like cancel culture, it's like you and like a few other people might have like bad reactions, and then you're like cancel them, and then somebody else might be like, what? Like this product literally saved my life, and I feel like that even happened in like the curly hair community with um. Diva Curl, like some people were like, Diva Curl saved oh, my life. And then, some, yes. and then all these like influencers coming out, like my curl pattern literally looks like I've been getting relaxers. So I feel like it's, first of all, look at ingredients always, but like, it's also just like a trial and error process. And like, I feel like there's so much pressure to like, just be on and like get into like the hype beauty and hype makeup products that's going on at the, in the moment. And you like, we'll just buy products just because like to say like, Oh my gosh, like I got so-and-so's makeup palette. Did you without like actually being intentional? Like, do I actually like this? Like, will I actually use this? Does this, does this fit me and my lifestyle? So for work, Niall and I both kind of opt for a more natural look. Like we like to put makeup on just to look like we're fresh and awake, but on the weekend we do more of like a full face. Yeah. Full face. I mean, I know for, me the wearing the a lot of makeup at work is absolutely dead to me i wear long eyelash extensions most of the time so when i have the eyelash extensions on i'm like i don't really know if i need yeah makeup on on top of this i think like this is enough for work and that's one of the reasons why i love eyelash extensions is because it's a very quick and go thing for me especially when your skin's clear your skin's looking nice i don't really find the need to ever like have too much makeup on um yeah but I know one thing that, like, 
I could I feel like people aren't that particular about their lipsticks and like their lip glosses and stuff. Like I still use is it NYX or do people say NYX? I know that's a debate in the beauty world. Is it NYX, NYX or is it NYX? NYX. Is it NYX? Oh wait, I think it's NYX. I'm still NYX like the the Mardi Gras crew here. Oh my god. No, I'm talking about NYX like the lip gloss. So they have a great lip gloss and they have great lip liner, which I'm actually obsessed with. So, like, I don't really care too much about, like, my lip. You know, people are like, oh, Mac only, like, this, that. Mm-hmm. I have heard, I do love Fenty's lip gloss, actually. That is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, but shout out to Fenty, though, because I really like her products. Um, I especially like the foundations. And I really like, like, the highlighters and obviously the lip gloss. Like, what black girl doesn't have Fenty lip gloss? Like I think I feel like everyone like when it first came out. Though, really, you don't own one? No. Okay, I have um a lip gloss by Lancome that I've been like restocking for years. So like I'm actually not in need of one. But oh, Lancome, really? the one that I have, like I really just love. Hmm. That's so crazy. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to send you one because it's like holy grail. Like I really, it's really. I've used it before from like other friends before Corona, right? Like, before she right. not sharing products was like yeah. absolutely out of line. But for sure. Yeah. But I'm like, I think one of the things is like I'm willing to take a chance on different makeup brands. Like I'm not one of those girls where like I it only has to be this brand or you know what I'm saying. Like I'm down for the cause. Like I'm well, down I to think take. You have to. Like, at yeah. the older we get, the more you have to, like, try different products and you have to, um like, just continue to, like, evolve your routine just for your different concerns that will come and go. So, like, I know this time last year you weren't having eczema and now it's come up. So now you're looking at, yeah. like, what kind of, like, body washes should I be using? Things like that. And then you've moved to Detroit, which is a completely different environment than, like, down in the south where it was, like, hot and humid um, or in New York where it was still hot and humid so yeah um i mean i i definitely recommend like taking a chance on your like beauty and self-care routine but like definitely don't do it because of the hype we just want to say like do what makes you feel comfortable like what makes it fun for you what makes you feel confident because like at the end of the day like that's what beauty should be about like yeah you feeling your absolute best I know a tip for me that I've learned within the last couple of years is they have a, a lot of the brands will have, especially like in the Sephora, you know, close to the checkout line, they'll have a little smaller, like sampler, like sample sizes, or mm-hmm. they'll have like three of their, you know, most popular products and they put them in a smaller um, size. So I like to like test out products that way before I go and buy the full product, like the full size of something. Um, and I feel like that gives me a good like indication of whether I'm going to like it or not. So that's just a little tip i thought i would leave you guys with that's a Um, great recommendation i would also add to that trying um trial size hair products because i know hair care like especially natural hair care is really expensive so if they offer trial sizes try and get like two to three washes in with that to see if you actually like it before spending like an arm and a leg on full-size bottles that don't end up working for you yeah sure for sure like i i totally agree with that because Mm -hmm. i know a lot of this stuff is expensive. Hair care, skin care. I was literally just telling Brittany, I spent $65 on a um, moisturizer. And, like, that's good. That's a lot, you guys. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, I personally don't mind spending the extra buck for skin care because I feel like I am only I only have one life, you guys, and one face. So I want to take care of it 
<laughs> as best as I can. So I don't really mind spending that much money. But when I do spend, you know, more of a pretty penny, I really want the product to work well. And I really want to be able to like get a good use out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, for sure. I think we should move in to like what are we, we thought we would leave you guys with like five of our favorite black beauty brands. Five black owned beauty brands is Fenty. Love Fenty. Love Rihanna. Shout out to you, girl. We're waiting on the album. <laughs> Second one is I love black girl sunscreen. Black girl sunscreen I'm obsessed with because it is in Target. So I don't have to go to, I can just go to, you know, a Target anywhere and it's there for me and it's just on the shelf. And I just love how easy it is to access um, that brand. Another one of my favorite black beauty brands is um, Mel Organics. Is that, it's, it's Mel Organics, right? Meow. Miel Organics. Mm-hmm. Excuse me if I pronounced it wrong. Um, but I love their hair growth Um drops and oils and i need to try some of the shampoos but i haven't but i just absolutely love the yeah. uh, the hair tops another one of mine is pat mcgrath shout out to her she's at the she's always she's literally has one of the biggest like sections in sephora um and i know she's like an og in the beauty world um so i know she has some really cute like lip colors if you're into like you know kind of like a little spicier lip color um that's four I think my fifth one would be um, hmm. my fifth one, you guys, is Bolden, which I mentioned earlier in the episode. Bolden, love them. Love their moisturizer. They are kind of tricky to get, so I definitely would check them out online. Love Bolden. Um, I, I feel like a lot of times we struggle with like moisturizers and I'm one of those girls where I have like five different um, face washers, five different moisturizers. And whatever I'm feeling that day, that's what I use. Um, so Bolden. So Mel Organics, Miel Organics, yeah. mm-hmm. Fenty, Black Girl Sunscreen, Pat McGrath, and Bolden Skincare. Those are our top five. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, we definitely recommend those products. So guys, thank you so much for coming to another episode. Uh, We hope that you guys got something out of this. Uh, Like we said, just as a summary, we definitely recommend going to your dermatologist at least once a year for any um, skincare and even health, uh, I mean, hair care concerns that you're having, um, losing hair, ingrown hair, acne, uh, moles, um, skin cancer, like things like that, go to your dermatologist for at least once a year, if if your insurance covers it, of course. Um, and then we definitely recommend being more intentional with your beauty routine. So uh, what makes you feel good? What can you add to your routine or take away from your routine that doesn't make you feel good? What are you doing for others? Um, you know, are you beating your face just because others are doing that? Or do you actually enjoy that process? Um, are you not working out because you think you're worried that your hair will sweat out um, or are you going to take steps to still have a healthy, active lifestyle uh, while also maintaining uh, your hair care? So those are some kind of things that we want to leave you guys with. And as always, thank you. And we will be back very soon with another episode. Thanks for joining us in this episode where we talked about all things beauty. We hope you guys enjoyed it and let us know how you feel about this episode 
please give us a rating and iTunes. We would greatly appreciate it. Love you guys.